Welcome back, everybody, to Quid Pro Quo, the musical podcast where I introduce my friends and loved ones to progressive rock music, and they in turn get me to listen to, well, whatever they want me to. On this episode, we have two albums that was released at the turn of the century. We're looking at two albums released in 1999 with one of my all-time favorite people, Marnie. Uh, Marnie and I go back quite a ways. She's one of the older friends that I have on this podcast, and I'm really excited to reconnect and talk to her about our two albums and honestly there's a lot to talk about with these two albums as always i want to extend a huge thank you to alana Olinsky for designing the show's graphic as well as explosive ear candy for their song all together now which is the soundtrack to this podcast so without further ado let's jump into today's episode and find out what we have in store so how's it going i mean this is no pressure no pressure no so pressure. Don't, no, yeah. don't don't even worry <laughs> the pressure the pressure is killing me um, yeah <laughs> yeah no things are things are good um generally is relatively to the mm-hmm. to the circumstances yeah the outside world yeah yeah you know pandemic apocalypse all those fun fun things are happening all the good stuff yeah yeah oh boy are, are you ready for like a good chill podcast recording i hope so 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 i'm like i i'm seriously this is the most stressful decision i've made in a long time like, oh no what, do I do I need to be within like I've, I've I have multiple picks I need to know like are we is this are we doing within a genre like can it be <laughs> anything at all absolutely anything oh my gosh okay yeah. I I went down so many roads with this in my mind trying mm-hmm. to think about like what could I even talk about at length and oh. sound knowledgeable um, oh you don't I I mean everybody can sound knowledgeable if you just fake it enough I mean, I like, yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah. But I just, yeah, no, like it was, because I, I think part of it too is that it's the whole album. It is the whole and album. Like, yeah. I haven't listened to a whole album. Oh, no. Like, oh, like I like, I, I, I have to make a strange confession to somebody who I know is a huge music fan. I almost like never listen to music anymore. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. It's like, I, I listen to podcasts, yeah. I fill my brain with words, and, that, and like, that's it. Like it's, oh, wow. Yeah, so when I, you sit down to listen to music then, what walk me through the process. Like what, what do you end oh up listening gosh. to? Like what do you go to? It's, it's got to be like, it's got to be a mood. Like it's, what's the mood, you know? Okay, um, okay. Sorry, there's a cat bumping me. <laughs> that's um, fine. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's, I, it, it depends. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I have a couple of playlists, you know, like in my Spotify when I, when I feel like it, but like, I think part of it's because I drive so much that I, yeah. I find that the music is too, I need, I need to keep my brain busy. So I've been in, like on the podcast train lately. Okay. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, like, this is the thing, like, like I'm thinking about albums and I'm like, I haven't bought an album 
in like years. Like I, so I, like I was in the basement going through my like my case of CDs, <laughs> like from like 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 what is the, what are some of the CDs that I have owned in my life? Right. Um, and this was like an embarrassing thing because like you know in the late '90s and early thousands, like all I did was listen to new metal and feel all of the emotions. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with new metal. I have I have <laughs> some favorite new metal artists. Okay, well, this, maybe this is this is maybe a decision. Maybe this is a, a, a train of conversation that we could get aboard because okay. I kind of want to talk about new metal a little bit. Let's do it then. I've I've been on this road with new metal. Yeah. Um, you know, like I have you noticed lately that like a lot of people are posting a lot. There's a lot of people posting new metal memes lately. There are, like, yeah. This is the thing, you know, live, laugh, limp biscuit. And I'm like, can we live and laugh and still love limp biscuit? <laughs> like, it's through the passage of time. Can we look yeah. back at limp biscuit and say, you know what? I'm not embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, like I, okay. One of my dirty secrets is that I do enjoy Limp Biscuit. Like I, I was one of those oh, kids okay. that just like, I had all their albums growing up. And when I got into like a angsty teenage, like feeling when I was like between the ages of 12 to 18, Limp yes. Biscuit was my go-to So band. this is, so I, you can't, I, I, I can't tell you how relieved I am to hear this because I was so torn on this decision because the album that I wanted to assign you was Limp Biscuit's Significant Other. Ah, oh, classic. I, I was like, we're going to take a trip down memory lane. Yeah. We're going to feel the angst. And yeah. I, and I want to know in retrospect, how do we feel about yeah, new if it's metal? Still, if it still holds up, like, okay. Is it so, really as bad as we thought it was? You know, like I, Dave Mustaine, I think once said that he'd rather tear off his eyelids than listen to new metal. <laughs> and, like, and I'm like, I get it. I get it. But it, cause it was so it. annoying. But at the yeah. same time, it was like, it was, it was a time and a place and a yeah, thing. Like, yeah. Was, and it, it did do that thing where it's just got overplayed and oversaturated where like every other band that came out was a new metal band. But yes. yeah, I remember like maybe June or July when like the lockdown was no longer, it was never fun, but it was no longer new, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And so the shine of the quarantine had lost all shimmer. And I was like, I need to revisit some teenage angst. So I went back and I listened to pretty much all their albums. And the one that really stood out for me was Chocolate Starfish uh, and yeah. the Hot Dog Flavored Water. <laughs> so I was torn. I was torn between that and the other one because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I, I also own them all. Um, but I think, I think significant others, probably a, a personal favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I'm, I'm glad that you want to have this conversation. Cause okay, I, I know that this. you're, I know that you're like a fellow, you know, a metal head. And I'm yeah. like, as, as people who listen to metal, I'm like, is it embarrassing in this day and age to still, <laughs> still say that we like this? I don't yeah, know. I don't, I, I feel like, and I feel like it's having a bit of a revival lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is like. It's what is it? it? Everything works in 20 year cycles. So like yeah. 20 years ago, this was what was big, like late nineties, early two thousands. That Absolutely. was when this was getting really big. It was huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Like Fred Durst was like the man. I will say if you ever want the most wholesome Instagram account, follow Fred Durst. <laughs> I am this not, makes me so happy. I am not kidding because 
all of it is like wood paneled station wagons. That's all he posts. <laughs> that's, that's what he's into these days. That's what he's into. That's I all was the pictures. So somebody I follow on Instagram is into this whole like new metal revival thing. This, this artist, this UK based artist that mm-hmm. I follow, mm-hmm. um, her name is Kim Thompson, Kimatron. Okay. Uh, yes. Instagram. Yeah. She's very cool. I've actually ordered a couple of her prints. She, she's my main meme dealer. She, she deals <laughs> with the awesome memes. She's uh-huh. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she's into, she's, she posts a lot of these new metal revival uh, memes and I'm like, this is where I got the idea of like, is this, are we getting back around to this? And the other day she posted an IGTV video of, mm-hmm. um, I don't know which Limp Bizkit album it was, but it was the release party at the Playboy Mansion and Tommy Lee is there and, and, Fred, Durst, and Fred Durst is like, is like, yeah, we're here for the, this is the release party. They're at the Playboy Mansion. And I was like, man, that was remember that that's such like a time capsule thing <laughs> I like know. It's ridiculously of its time that's I so know. interesting it was so oh, crazy boy. yeah and i'm like and and like i remember you know watching mtv you know mm-hmm. they're always playing all this new metal on on trl with carson daly yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know they play lots of uh corn and mm-hmm. like deftones like yeah. um all those all that all that stuff and i was like that's that's all we listened to in the early 2000s and oh, yeah. I, like my uh my best friend would make fun of me viciously for like <laughs> listening to this horrible new metal garbage she's still to this day like 20 years later makes mm-hmm. fun of me yeah. you know if i if i mentioned that i put on some some music to sleep at night she's like oh was it limp biscuit because i know you <laughs> that lulls you to sleep but that's like your favorite thing she still makes fun of me oh jeez. Um, so so yeah so this is this is the album that that is the album that i picked i wasn't sure if you were gonna also viciously make fun of me or if we could like dive into this no i mean the ongoing shorthand joke growing up when i was a teenager was i'm depressed i'm gonna go and listen to lincoln park like that was always the shorthand (laughs) joke um but like yeah there were so many really good new metal bands that i really loved or like the bands that got labeled new metal that like yes. really weren't like yes tool There's... was new metal and but weren't. crazy town crazy was labeled town? new metal and yeah. i'm like what what, what? Yeah. like even system of a down came back to this year or i guess last year yeah with two well, new even... tracks and they're like oh new metal um system of a down i'm like is, is it is it though <laughs> Well, and even I, I was I was reading a little bit about this before jumping on here with you, and they were talking about how like Sugar Ray's first album, like they were considered Sugar a new Ray? metal band, and like Sugar Ray, really, like they kind of switched. Wow, they switched really, it over, obviously. Yeah, pivot for sure. Big pivot there, but wow. but yeah, like there was a lot of bands that came out, and a lot of bands that came uh, that came afterwards that I listened to too that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they were a little harder than all the pop that was out at the time. You know, like yeah. I liked, I liked the hard stuff and I didn't really know much about metal. Like I had mm-hmm. not discovered, you know, Metallica yeah. And, yeah. and Motorhead and all that stuff. <laughs> all I, the good I came, stuff. All the good stuff, you know, Pantera, <laughs> like all the stuff that I came to love later in life. I yeah. didn't know yeah. about all that. Right. Cause we grew up in a very poppy time in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, what was the first album that I ever owned? And it came to me because I actually recently found the case recently. Oh, it, but, I wonder if it's the same one that mine was. It was a cassette tape. Yeah. 
it was the Spice Girls oh, Spice okay. yep. album. Yeah, that was Mine. the first album I ever owned. So, like, my first album that I ever owned was Weird Al's Bad Hair Day on cassette. Oh, yes. But, <laughs> but my first CD that I owned was the first Backstreet Boys album, like the self-titled oh, wow. Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I remember I remember somebody bought me uh, an album from, like, a, a pop group, a boy band. I think they were called, like, Before Four or something. Yeah, I think Before they were Four. Canadian, yeah, Canadian yeah, yeah. male, like, boy band. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I took it back to the store and I traded it for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, <laughs> I think Californication, maybe? Californication? That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that, good choice, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. A much better choice. I'm, I'm, I'm still confident in that decision. Like, way <laughs> Stand to go. by that one. Way to go, like, 13-year-old me. I'm, I'm into it. But, oh, uh, boy. Yeah. But, yeah, that, like, it, like, put me on the road to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, into the this, harder stuff. Yeah. Well, this is a perfect lead up to the album that I'm going to have you listen to. Yes. Uh, because this, this actually will tie in a perfect conversation because this album was released the exact same time frame that we're yes. talking in. So oh, amazing. It, it was released in 1999 and it's, again, I was kind of racking my brain of what to give you. And I knew you were one of the few friends that I have. That's like a true metalhead. <laughs> so I can give you some more intense stuff. I can give you some heavier stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about, Oh, do I want to like really throw her into the deep end or, <laughs> I figured I'm going to give you one of my all-time favorite. I'm so excited right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you familiar? These are one of the more popular progressive metal bands. Okay. Um, are you familiar with the band Dream Theater? I, I'm familiar with them because I know that you love them. And you. Okay. You, you, I know that you're, you're super into this. I, I can't say that I've ever listened to too much of it. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm aware of them through, through the one and only Michael Rogowski. That's- hey, that's me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so these guys have been labeled a cross between Pink Floyd and Metallica. Amazing. Um, in fact, they've covered Metallica's um, Master of Puppets album from front to back. Wow. Um, yeah. So okay. they're they're really intense. This is cool. my favorite album from them, released in 1999. Uh, there's a story behind this album too. Like I can't just give <laughs> you the album. Um, because the album title in and of itself needs explaining. So the album title is Metropolis Part Two Scenes from a Memory. Okay. So the story behind this album was their second album released in 1992, Images and Words, had a track called Metropolis Part One with the subtitle of like the, the dreamer and the sleeper or something like that. Here, let me just double check that as my computer decides to come We need a fact on. checker on this, this podcast. I do. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> okay, come on. Let's see. The full title of this. Yeah, The Miracle and the Sleeper. Okay. So that's the full title of this track. It Metropolis. sounds like like it sounds like wrestling moves from the 90s. It oh, it does. Like... Yeah, this sounds like something like <laughs> The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin would <laughs> yeah, pull yeah. out of his repertoire. Um, <laughs> so the original idea was that part two, if it ever were to become an actual track was going to be like a 20 minute epic very similar to the tracks from like genesis or yes but 100 metal um kind of like what rush was doing with 2112 and all that oh, um, cool. okay and so they started writing it 
Um, but then it just kind of got away from themselves and eventually they had enough material to fill up a full album. So that's what they did. Um, this came off of a little bit of a um, antagonist relationship between them and their record company. Uh, the producer wanted to control a lot more and they weren't comfortable with the ideas that they had. So they decided to break away from the record and just do it themselves. So they produced this album themselves and it was kind of like they put all their eggs in one basket. And if it were to fail, that'd essentially be the end of Dream Theater. But if it were to work, then huzzah. (laughs) It turned out to be one of the best albums, in my opinion, ever written. You know, I think I think the best a lot of the best metal albums came from like an angry place. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and that, mm-hmm. and that, you know, there's got to be some some feelings there. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just gotta, it's, as an anchor, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what I'm particularly excited about is I want I want to hear what your thoughts are about the story because it's a, a concept album. So there's going to be a story. Okay. It. And your okay. interpretation of what that story is, because there's a couple different interpretations of what's going on. Um, and because I've had this album now for over 15 years, like, oh God, it's even more than that. 22 years? No. Oh, I know. We're so old. Uh, it's, it's bizarre. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> um, anyway, so I've done a lot of like research and readings about it. So like, I have a pretty clear idea of what this album's about, but I always love hearing people that I've heard it for the first time, it's kind of like coming in fresh, coming in fresh, they're fresh, okay. they're fresh opinions. So this will, this will be good. This will be good. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So I, (laughs) I will, I will resubmerge myself into some limb biscuit. Yes. And I'm so glad that I'm so glad that you, (laughs) that you don't want to kill me for this decision. Oh no, this is amazing. (laughs) This is amazing. Yep. Yep. Um, And then you will be regaled in the beautiful sounds of dream theater. Okay. Okay. That, so that's the plan. That's the plan. That's the and plan. then we and then we're gonna reconnect and, and yeah. discuss. That we okay. are. Okay. Are, I'm wondering is it is it is this like a long? Is it like a really long album? Um. Well, let's see. I'm gonna pull. Uh, so my album is about an hour and twenty minutes. Okay. And let's see. Our significant other. I was gonna say. I think. I think that was probably a little short. A little it shorter. is. It's an hour. So you have about twenty okay. minutes on me. Okay. I got it. So I gotta hop to. Eh. Hop, hop to. Hop to the Dream Theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most most of their albums are like hundred and twenty minutes. So they yeah. like to write long albums. They're well, not one for I short. Like, I was like, what other albums do I love? And I was like, Metallica S&M. And I'm like, that's a two disc set. I can't make them listen to that. Like, somebody, that's- <laughs> Yeah, somebody almost had me listen to Beyonce's Homecoming, which is like two oh, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if you, if, if you knew going in that I was going to be exposed to a two hour album, <laughs> I have two hour albums that I could give you back so that we are at least running about the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, I think this will be, this will be great in terms of like the crosstalk of the two albums as well. Yes. Yeah. That's especially because I I feel like it's going to be really cool because you're saying like, you know, dream theater, they're really like, they're telling a story with this, with this album. Mm -hmm. And that, I feel like that was one of the criticisms with new metal was that it was too superficial. Like it was too, it was, it it wasn't as thoughtful, you know, like it was just, 
Yeah. Yeah. Very surface level. Very like, I mean, heck you did it all for the nookie. Uh, there's that's exactly. about, that's about just, like what ankle deep. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. But, but which is, which is a funny contrast when you consider that it was like the most, like, it was like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling all the emotions and I'm going to go listen <laughs> to break stuff. Like this is, yeah. like, uh, packing yeah. mother effing chainsaws. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting contrast. I think with that, like that kind of more like vapid <laughs> like, <laughs> level of, of lyric versus like something more, uh, more thought out. Yeah. It's going to be good. All right. Well, I will see you back here in about an hour and a half or so. Cool. And with that, Marnie and I go into our musical silos to experience one another's music. I'm really excited to revisit Limp Bizkit because... As we'll discuss throughout the podcast, I was a huge Limp Bizkit fan, and it was interesting to revisit it 20 years after the fact. And Marnie will have her first encounter with the Dream Theater. Really excited to hear her take on this, one of my all-time favorite albums. And no sponsors today, as always, um, if anybody wants to sponsor this show. You can do so heading over to my Patreon. Uh, Patreon slash Notes Reviews is where you can make a donation. You'll get a shout out on all my live streams over on YouTube. You can choose different albums for me to live stream or even review, depending on the rate that you suggested at. As well as get a shout out on this podcast. And I'm just going to shout out a few, such as William Sanford, Sean Beret, as well as Patrick Lore. Uh, thank you all for donating to my Patreon. And if you want to be cool like Patrick, William, or Sean, please head over to my Patreon. It's Patreon slash Notes Reviews. And I think with that, we'll head back into the episode and find out what my thoughts revisiting Limp Bizkit are and what Marnie's thoughts are upon hearing Dream Theater for the very first time. You know what we forgot to do the first time around? We didn't introduce you. Oh. We just dove right in expecting everybody to know who you were. I'm, I'm, I, my reputation precedes me. A little bit. Uh, So I know who you are and I want to do a small introduction at the beginning of this podcast. It's like an, like a little, hello, how you doing? But like, do you want to tell everybody who you are and how you know me? Uh, okay. My, my name is Marnie. I'm a, I'm a librarian about town. Um, I, <laughs> I know, I know you from the library. That's how I yeah. know you. We, I was thinking about it. We've known each other for like, oh, no. what, like 12 years, maybe? Yeah, it's something like that. I think about oh. 12 years we met mm-hmm. working in a library together. Yeah. And, uh, and we've kept in touch ever since through, through library land. So yeah. Yeah, we just can't get rid yeah. of one another. No, it's relentless. It's, <laughs> it's relentless. 
Oh boy. <laughs> so I also realized that the two albums that we picked came out the exact same year. Awesome. So, so tell me your journey with, with Dream Theater's uh, Metropolis Part 2. Wow, what a ride. That's <laughs> like, I feel like that would be a good, uh, like a good, you know, listening while driving kind of album because it's definitely not a boring album. Lots going on. Uh, lots of influences from everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like there's a lot going on. Like, I feel yeah. like they've, they've got everybody from like the Beatles to mm-hmm. Jethro Tull mm-hmm. to Ronnie James Dio mm-hmm. to like Super Nintendo in there. <laughs> it's, there's a lot going on. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I like the, I, I really like those, the heavy bits, you know, mm-hmm. like that was, that was fun. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just like trying to like racking my brain, trying to like follow the story. Like, okay, what, what exactly is happening? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what's your first impression of the story? Well, I'm like the whole time I was trying to figure out like, what movie is this? Or like, <laughs> it's a movie or it's a video game or something like there's something going like I, I I feel this is all very familiar but you know what I think it is is that I recently so okay so the, the first song on the album is called regression yeah right so then you it, it makes you think of like you know past life regression mm-hmm. therapy mm-hmm. and I recently read a book that I really didn't enjoy but it was about exactly this sort of idea um, it was called, I think it was called the, the clarity. Okay. Um, I, I complained relentlessly about it at book club, but it was about, um, people who it was, I, it's hard to explain the concept of it, but it was all about people experiencing past lives yeah. where they would have these like very vivid, uh, like memories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's kind of what they were going for. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. They're diving in. And so yeah, because at first, at first, I was listening and I was like, "Who is he? Who is this girl who he's seeing that he remembers?" But he doesn't. He clearly doesn't know her. You know, mm-hmm. there's a there's a level of distance there. So then, yeah, it just it seems like that's that's what's happening. He's like reliving it. Yeah, yeah, you basically nailed it right on the head, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, because <laughs> at like. When, I'm blaming it on this terrible book that I read. I'm sorry. It's so <laughs> like, it's so, what's the word I'm looking for? Like synchronist, synchronistic. I think that's a word like synchist. Syn- Synchron- synchron- synchronistic. Yeah, maybe. Synchronous. Yeah. Something along those lines, right. because like <laughs> it is, it is him remembering his past life um, yeah. of Victoria and trying to piece together how he, she died. Um, like he knows that she was murdered and she knows that she was murdered, but kind of piecing together what happened that night of the murder. Um, right. And when they were writing this, they were really into that whole past lives, uh, remembering memories and the regressed memories. And I think it was, uh, what was the Nolan movie that came out around that time? Was it Memento or Magnolia? Like one of those deals with past lives and like regression of memories and remembering memories backwards through time. I think maybe it's a bit of both. Um, And so they re like, they worked a lot of that into the story. So yeah, you basically got it, got it in one. 
I, it was like I went through a lot of it. I went through like a real journey there, though, because I was like, OK, it's a woman. There's a level of distance. I was like, is it his mother? Like, is it like he didn't know his mother because she was murdered? And then I'm like, mm-hmm. no, he's, he's saying that she's a young girl. So mm-hmm. like that doesn't really that doesn't, that doesn't really track. Yeah. Uh, and then and then I was like, is it like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing where he just like saw it happen? You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. because it's like these people. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like like the situation where like um, it sounds like she she dies or he w- is murdered, and then the murderer also uh, turns the weapon on himself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's, I feel like it's almost kind of like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. Is this some kind of play off of Shakespeare? Like, what's right? What's going on here? And then I was mm-hmm. also thinking about um, oh, what was that other movie with Robin Williams? Uh, what oh. dreams may come yeah you know where where like he's dead and then he's trying to get his wife out of purgatory right it also reminded me a lot of that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i could see that for sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how did you feel about the music i liked it i really i was i was into that like Good. the long the long uh stretches of just like rocking out that was mm-hmm. those it was lots of fun yeah yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm glad. And it's interesting because one of my favorite tracks is one of the more softer tracks, which is like the spirit carries on the second last track off that one. And one of the main reasons why I like it, not only because the music is so beautiful and the singer is able to hit these fantastic notes, even with a bit of um, wear and tear on his voice at this point of his career. Um, but the one thing that I love is him essentially talking to himself twice like it's him at the gravesite of victoria coming to terms with what's going on and saying everything's going to be all right because i'm kind of living proof about it right so i really like the imagery of like the scene in that sense Because it had some of that really fast guitar, like in uh, Metallica's One. Yeah. So, it, you know, and One is, you know, like where he's trapped in his in his body and he can't he can't speak. And he, oh, yeah, he, he can't just, move. He's he just can't catatonic. Move, he can't yeah. Because it's all because it was based on a book. Right. I think the book is Tommy's Got His Gun. Something Tommy, like that. Yeah. Gun. There's a couple of like there was a Twilight episode, I believe, where the guy they're about to operate on him. And like yeah. the giveaway is that he starts to cry, but he can't move. Yeah. 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 It, so it also because of that, like that little like quick, the quick guitar jam they had going there, because like, they, they brought that up a couple of times. And I was like, ooh, it's kind of like referencing that too. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like not, it's like an out of body. Well, that's kind of like, I guess it's kind of an in your body experience, but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, a, 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 yeah. And you're a, a not, not being able to fully use your senses kind of experience. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's very like erythral. You kind of have to interpret it in different ways that is unconventional because you don't have your usual senses about it. Yeah. 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 That's great. 
Um, so any any track, because I already mentioned one of my favorite tracks of being uh, The Spirit Carries On, any track for you that kind of stuck oh. out? There's one that I have a feeling might have been one. I gotta look at the I gotta look at the list. I gotta look at the title list again. Hang on, let me see here. Yeah, I, again, I have an idea of one, and I want to see if it's if it's the one that I'm thinking of. I liked it's and it's hard because it's it's continuous, so you don't notice necessarily when the song changes, right? Yeah, and that's kind of um, the point. Like the scenes flow from yeah. one to another, almost like a movie. I think it was fate. Was it no? Fatal Tragedy? No. Where yeah, was I? I know Fatal Tragedy is a pretty heavy one. That might have been the one that I'm thinking of that I, I liked. Yeah, I it's liked the one that, that went. It, it's the one that it was just early be- on. Yeah, that was the one where just before um, you hear the narrator or therapist basically just saying, now it's time to, to, to find out how you died and remember that death is not the end. It's right. only a transition. And then right. it starts off with this like gnarly guitar that's just like yeah 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 I like that and then there was an oh there was another one that had kind of a I don't know if it's like a sitar or something at the beginning you know that kind of like eastern feel to it that was that was cool too I like that yeah I was gonna say I I had a feeling that was probably going to be the one that you would like the most that I believe that one is home. Uh, okay because, that's what i was like i think it was around there yeah that I also that's like that's yeah. the midpoint that's the beginning of like because they structure yeah. this album into two acts so that that's the track right. that starts the second act uh and one of the things that i love about that is almost the homage to metallica that it has like it's a very metallica like song yeah it reminds me of uh wherever i may roam that's the one that's, that's it, the one that's what it reminded me of that's yeah. exactly what it reminded me of yeah yeah, yeah. that sitar <laughs> kind of a middle eastern flair to yes. it and then it just like yeah. explodes with that yeah yeah exactly what it was yeah i was like i i i like this i like where it's going make me think of other things yeah 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 uh the big track from this uh album that everybody just falls over their chairs for is the dance of eternity the big um crazy instrumental piece near the end of the album right um i huh I like this track, but not as much as everybody else, mainly because like, I'm not necessarily a musician. So like complex compositions don't automatically tickle my fancy. It's just more, (laughs) can they make these complex technical tracks sound good? Right. Because I mean, anybody can create a complex track if you just throw a bunch of pots and pans down a flight of stairs and then loop it. (laughs) You know, that's going to create some really weird time signatures. It's, can you make it sound good? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Was it, well, and then like, 
Because and they're they're throwing so much stuff in there, like that little bit where they have like that little nineteen twenties like piano <laughs> yeah. TV going on, and I'm like, whoa, we're like, we're where are we back. now? <laughs> where are we now? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> So I'm glad that you really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you like this, uh, all of their albums are stellar. Um, their earlier ones, like Images and Words and Awake, are more 90s metal. So very in right. the vein of like the big four, like Megadeth and uh, Metallica, Anthrax in them. Uh, and then yeah. their later ones, they get a little bit more... Um, I guess meaty, less raw, but more meaty. Uh, my favorite one from that would be like Octavarium or Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence. Well, and I was going to say like, so after it ended, like mm-hmm. it, it started to autoplay more of their songs. It started like it, it immediately went to Pull Me Under. Ah, In yes. The beginning, I was like, ooh, I want to keep listening. But now we have to talk <laughs> about this album. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Pull, Pull Me Under is like their first critical acclaimed track from Images and Words. So if you like that, I would highly recommend going back and listening to the whole thing. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to do that because this was fun. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> and I, I like, I, I find it, especially as we like get older, we listen to like less and less new stuff. And this mm-hmm. is like one for me. So. Oh, yeah. great. I'm Good glad. Break out of that box. Yeah. 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 And it just, it surprises me that both albums that we listened to were released on the exact same year because like I revisited Limp Bizkit's Significant Other. Yes. And I made you I made you go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was you know what? You know what? At the end of the day, it was honestly a blast to be reintroduced. I, I don't think that's a real sentence that I just said, but like <laughs> to reacquaint myself to this music that I hadn't really sat down and listened to with any seriousness since probably middle school. Well, and that's what I you think know? is 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 funny about it too is that I don't think it was ever supposed to be like considered with any level of seriousness. No, like, no, which is I think, so. I think it was like surprising to them that people took them seriously because like yeah. they're so clearly um, kind of like poking fun at at things and po- like poking fun at themselves a lot of the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like they're just kind of being silly a lot of the time, and it's and it's like they never thought that this was gonna work. I feel yeah, like, but, like their yeah. their big like breakthrough track was uh, what a metal version of George Michael's Faith. Yes. Yeah. You know, and like that's yeah. what really kickstarted their career, and so kind of from the beginning like from the genesis they were always a little bit tongue-in-cheek like there's a few tracks on here that i've actually written like hashtag deep because you can tell they're trying to be deep and you're like oh yeah. no this is not <laughs> oh. a good look well this was like they were like i feel like like new metal got really ragged on for being so like whiny 
right? Mm-hmm. Like they were they were mm-hmm. whiny, but that's also why I think teenagers liked it and related to it oh, so much. Sure. Teenagers are also whiny. Oh, so it was well, like yeah. I feel this mood. <laughs> like, oh, 100%. Yeah. Like if you look at the musical genre that like came after this, which was like emo and then scene. Yes. That's yes. all it was. They just That's all it was. They just focused in on the emotional aspect of it, like Alexis on Fire and what Panic at a Disco, like all those other ones that I didn't actually get into all that much. Um, the only one I got into, I think, was My Chemical Romance. But even then it was all very emotional. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this they kind of tapped into it, but they still managed to stay a little heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, yeah, you could you could go there. And what I find interesting trying to grapple with it now is that they always got they also got a lot of flack for being like really misogynistic, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And then and, and like I'm the first person to admit, like I I have no qualms about saying like I'm a I'm a feminist. So mm-hmm. like revisiting this, it's like, how do I feel about this? But it's like again, they're so goofy. Yeah. And it's also just like when they do try to put through some emotion, it's like, oh, this is the this is like they can't express their emotions because of the patriarchy. Like this yeah. is this is what the patriarchy has done. Essentially. Like, yeah. It's like like what there's the two tracks that I believe were in like created because of Fred Durst's breakup with his girlfriend, which was Nookie and what sex all the time or yeah, something like yeah. that. Sex stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah and like no no sex is the one um because they broke up because they broke up and um (laughs) like those are the only two like yes it's definitely of its time and yes there is misogynistic messaging within it like you can't deny that but at the same time it's a it's a product of their time so it's not an excuse it's more of a kind of putting it into context um but b it's also extremely as you mentioned goofy and like like yes i'll admit that it is misogynistic but like i also like can't take it seriously enough that's like i can't be mad about it yeah 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 it's just it's so i don't know um like just hearing it it's almost like yeah the system is what's all screwed up and the product like the song is a product of that so yeah yeah yeah, I can't I can't really be mad at the song, but I can be mad at the system that created it. Yeah. I feel like uh-huh. it helps me. If anything, it helps me better understand mm-hmm. the system because it's such an obvious case. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's glaringly <laughs> obvious. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. And the the other thing that I always thought was kind of cool was that um like they did so many collaborations with a lot yeah. of like hip hop and rap artists that oh, like yeah. I feel like at the time. That was kind of groundbreaking in that it, it like the way it kind of broke down mm-hmm. a barrier there. And I feel like I can't think of anything in any way similar to that in more recent times. Like it yeah. was yeah, yeah, like you have you have a lot of collaborations across musical genres. Like um I just finished listening to Stormzy's rap album where what Sean Mendez is on it. No, oh. not Shawn Mendes. What's his face? The ginger UK artist. Oh, uh, um, oh gosh. Ed Sheeran. That's yes. it. Yes. Ed yeah. Sheeran. Um, I get those guys mixed up all the time. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> uh, what is it? End Together Now? Um, yes. Where Method Man yes. is on it. And like, sure, there's hip hop and R&B 
like flavor to Limbiscuit in a metal sense, but to actually have like Method Man be on your track. And it works. Like, and it works. It, it yeah. really works. Yeah. Yeah. And one <laughs> of the notes that I had for End Together Now was this hit me in the face with nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, the first sure. couple of notes, and I'm like, wow, this is taking me back. Jeez. DJ. Oh, I know. I know. I felt like I was like, I always think back to like, uh, like MTV Cribs. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it was an episode. I can't remember if it was Method Man or Red Man, who I think they also <laughs> maybe did a collaboration with. And they were like, I think they were like living together in an apartment. And that was like Jeez. their Cribs episode. Wow. And like, like, I don't know if it was staged, but I remember it was just so funny because they were just like, yeah, we just live in this apartment. Like it was like, you know, like a regular neighborhood. I thought oh, it was geez. so funny. That's but like, that's what I think of when I hear that song, <laughs> like early 2000s MTV, yeah, <laughs> like that yeah. kind of like all those, those people who were famous then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like it was it was just so different from everything else that was going on at the time because there was a lot of pop like it was, yeah. uh, you know, there was a lot of like you know, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that was like a huge, that like, that was the opposite end of the, the spectrum that was, that was going on at that same, oh, that yeah. same time period. Like and, all the boy bands that were cropping uh, yeah. up, like what their Backstreet Boys, in sync, um, 98 Degrees. Yes. Yep. I mean, even yep. if you want to go even broader, like S Club 7 and Bewitched and all them. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah. They were just like yeah. exploding at that point. Yeah. yeah yeah so it was such a it's, it's such a what they were doing was so different <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah and outside of and this is i mean speaking about collaborations outside of like corn and maybe like rob zombie and all them like these this was kind of like the first maybe collaboration where it was like really diving into more hip-hop because corn was yeah. more like just straight up metal um, yeah and what's his face? Um, Jonathan Davis uh, yeah. from Corn is actually on Nobody Like You. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. With um, yeah. there's another guy, the dude from Stone Temple Pilots. Um, oh, um, Scott Scott Willen. Yeah. 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 Both of them are on that track. Because as I was listening to Nobody Like You, um, I'm like, wow, this really sounds like a Corn track. And then I'm like, oh, it's because oh. what's his face, Mr. Yeah. Davis is on it. <laughs> Like that was one thing that I kept writing down, revisiting it after all these years. It's just how smooth everything feels. Yeah. Well, that's what I I, like. It's interesting that you bring up Jonathan Davies, because I think I think he was like 
one of the people who like I think they sort of rejected the whole like new metal label mm-hmm. and he was kind of like we always saw ourselves as being like kind of funk influenced right mm. like yeah which, I which, I, which you which it totally makes sense then that they could kind of uh integrate the two with these collaborations and it just totally works like yeah it just, yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's funny I will admit that it's if I'm looking at the album critically, like if I were to sit down and do like a critical review of the album, I would say that's very front heavy and that all my favorite songs are right up at the front of the album. Right. Uh, like just like this, Nookie, Break Stuff, Rearranged, they're all the really big bangers. Even though we get into I'm Broke, Nobody Like You, and uh, Don't Go Wandering Off, they're still good tracks, but I feel like we were starting to get more into like the B-sides, and then near yeah, the end yeah, of definitely. 1999, Trust, and No Sex, I'm like, okay, <laughs> these probably could have been left off, and the album they wouldn't could, have really lost anything. They could have cut them, but like they, they wanted to stretch it out a little. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they wanted to get the full hour's worth of music onto a CD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're not limited to the 40 plus minutes that a, a record would have had. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, one of the cases where it's like, like you said, they really front loaded it. It's very obvious that they mm-hmm. that they put it all up front, which makes sense. Like that's a great way to sell an album because if you're ever at a music store, you know you're sampling a CD. You only have a couple of minutes to really sample it. You're going to listen to like the first maybe two or three tracks, and you're like, okay, well it's good enough. I'm gonna yeah well that's what i was gonna say is i feel like most albums at the time were like that Mm -hmm. yeah they were yeah i was thinking i was like what other what other albums did i have that were really like that i remember like a couple of no doubt albums i had were like that where it was like the second half of it i was like i could take or leave this the first half was (laughs) like solid you know yeah yeah yeah. oh boy you need to you need to shuffle those tracks around you know give yeah give those heavy workers a little bit more space so that they're not carrying the entire album all at once yeah yeah and i feel like i feel like the strategy is maybe a little different now because we're streaming everything Mm -hmm. like they want you to keep listening so they might put a couple up front but then they might put a couple towards the end so that you're listening yeah you're listening to the whole thing yeah one thing that i've noticed especially with progressive rock songs that are into like the 15 and 20 minute mark is they'll actually cut up the songs into separate tracks so that each track gets a different streaming algorithm to it right so instead of listening to like five tracks on an album you're now listening to 10 tracks on an album right racking up that revenue so yeah (laughs) yeah it's a whole different uh yeah it's a whole different approach to Mm -hmm. to, logistically yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last thing that I will say is thinking about it again critically after an extra 15 years of experience behind me, um, the way that they orchestrate the sound was really interesting in that it's all very rhythmic. Like the guitar work itself isn't so much to add melodies or tunes. It's there to punctuate the beats and the flows. And they're taking the style of the new metal, which is tuned down very low frequencies of the guitars, where it's just like, (laughs) but then overlaying them on top of these hip hop beats. So 
uh, I really like that expression and that style. But what I really enjoy, and I think this is very um, singular to Limbiscuit that wasn't there for a lot of other new metal groups around, is all the small outros and interludes. Oh, yes. I was going to bring that geez. up. There's so many. I know they were like, they. that was like their thing. Yeah. Like throw those in everywhere. Every track has like an extra maybe minute and a half of these like really weird like synth uh, overlay yeah. beats, just trippy. Like, weird almost, little outtakes. Yeah, yeah, psychedelic drug-induced romps <laughs> with like maybe some spoken word poetry over top of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it I was very entertaining that they, that they threw in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, like, I think the other thing that was kind of interesting too, is that like, they, I think they directed quite a few of their own videos and they were oh, this yeah. was, like back when videos were like a big, like, I feel like a much bigger thing than they oh, are even now. Yeah. Like and, MTV was huge. And that was one of the main ways yeah. to get your music out there. Yeah. Like, and, but again, it comes back to their like goofiness where like, like the rearranged video where they're like they drown them in that 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 um, enclosure full of milk, you know, and it was just like they thought it would be funny, you know, yeah. like it's, oh my gosh, yeah. Looking back at it, I think it's still just as kind of goofy as it mm-hmm. as it was. Yeah, but I, yeah. I still it had a time and a place. Yeah. yeah, and who knows if really that time and place is still now like what was the track i want to say it was break stuff that i wrote down that this is the quarantine's anthem oh i will i i fully will it will admit i i I will stand for break stuff like that is like my if i if i make a list of like top 10 songs break stuff (laughs) is on it like that that was my anthem stay away motherfucker it's just one of those days it's all about the heat I, I was so shocked that I knew every single one of the words on that track still. Like I hadn't listened to that maybe for 10 years, maybe even 15 years, but I still knew the entire thing. And just the way that the lyrics are, it's like, if you get even 10 feet in front of me, I'm going to break your effing face. I'm yeah. like, well, that's right now. That's, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and I remember, I remember like having that CD playing in my room one night, my mom coming in and being like, what on earth are you listening <laughs> to? You know, and, and like, why there's so much swearing? And I'm like, mom, it's just how I feel, you know, like I might just want to break someone's fucking face tonight. I, I don't know, you know, like it's a teenage angst. Like I just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. There's only, a, there's, there's a certain type of angst that only like, uh, 
a teenager can really feel because they don't, they don't have, you know, the coping mechanisms, the proper words to articulate. They've just got that raw energy and they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. They're, they're going to skin your ass raw with a chainsaw. That's what they're going to do with it. That is 100% what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 So revisiting this now was honestly a delight. Um, I didn't realize how much I was going to enjoy my time with this. Maybe it's where the world is right now. Maybe it's, you know, we're in our second lockdown for God knows how long because they just moved the bar another two weeks. And honestly, if we're out of another quarantine in March, I'll be surprised (laughs) because who knows? So you're saying that like, like this whole new metal revival that I'm noticing (laughs) justified and I, and I'm allowed to bust out my, my live, laugh, limp biscuit cross stitch. Oh, 100%. I'm vindicated in this. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I I can, I can call my friend and tell her that she can keep making fun of me for, for liking new Mm -hmm, metal. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you are beginning to cross stitch, I would recommend and request that you do get like a uh skin your ass raw with a chainsaw like i could put it on a i could put it on a pie you know like it on a a cake yeah cake yeah yeah yeah. one of those like bless this mess and then right underneath (laughs) it just (laughs) yeah 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 so that was a fantastic romp and i loved going back and revisiting it um yeah and i don't think you should be ashamed about liking this kind of music because it's just brilliant yeah, no, yeah. I think I thought it would be fun. I thought it might be a fun thing. And then, yeah. yeah. And then similarly, you sent me on a, on a fun journey with new things. Yeah. On a whole, uh, like the whole rabbit hole. It was mm-hmm. like listening to a movie, like trying yes, to it's... figure out what's what's going on. Yeah, yeah it's so very cinematic. Very cool. And the more you yeah. listen to it, the more you get out of it. So I I look forward to your journey within Dream Theater's music. is there is there anything that you want to end off on is there anything that you want to tell the tens of people listening um I guess just you know I'm I'm here for you I fully support your love of new metal um (laughs) and and check out dream theater they're very cool I'm into it excellent yeah Yeah. (laughs) thank you so much Marnie for coming on and sharing this amazing you know romp through nostalgia lane (laughs) yeah this is fun excellent uh and thank you everybody for tuning in and listening and just keep sharing music 